You're listening to a Core Education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility. Well, then, uh, you're listening to Angela Vermeulen for Core Education, and I have the incredible Sarah Whiting with me. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. How are you today? I am awesome. How are yourself? Oh, a bit chilly, actually. It's cold out there. <laughs> I feel like a radio DJ now. Anyway, let's get to what we need, what we're here for. We're talking about engaging community voice and especially in schools that are perhaps going into modern learning practice and pedagogy and modern learning environments. Quite scary, understandably. A lot of the parents have concerns about what's going on. And schools are gathering. So if I'm a, I'm a school and I've gathered some feedback and some voice from my community, what would you suggest or what have you done in the past with that voice to, ma- to make changes this is a really good question, Anne. So in um, my last podcast, I did talk about how I'd use the design thinking process to make changes. So if you haven't heard that one, please go back to that one, uh, podcast number two. But the other things is that with that voice, it's about making some changes. So a lot of the time with surveys, people don't see what comes out the other end. They say, All right, okay, I put my voice in, I put my opinion, now what? Um, I mean, there's a great school in Australia that has got, um, that do surveys once a term, and all of the information that's collated is put up on a board in that's out in the public. So um, anybody in the school can walk past it and see that says the results from the learners, the teachers, and the community. So with that information, it's that one, I'm saying it's, it's valuable, and two, it's about what you're going to do about it. So... Um, when it comes to moving into modern learning practices, particularly with uh, the way that transformations are happening in Christchurch and with buildings coming down and new buildings going up, there's a lot of change happening and we all know that change can be scary. And that's one of the things that comes across in surveys is that actually I don't know what to expect. I see 120 children and three teachers. How do I know that my child isn't going to be lost in that space. Um, And so what you do with the surveys is you invite the community to come in and help to form what it's going to be about. So if you're building a new space, let them have a say. Let them see what is possible. Let them negotiate the space. And the other thing to do with it is to flip it back into what the difference between formal and informal learning. If you ask anybody in the community, how do they learn best? It'll be things that like, oh, I learned to play the guitar by watching YouTube or I learned to cook by listening to some podcasts or I learned about the community listening to this podcast. You know, it's it's not things that we do normally in school. And so what we're trying to do is transform what happens in school to re- um, complement what happens outside. So it's taking that fear away. But in order to take that fear away, you need to listen to that voice first and put it into place. So you need to say, right, okay, I hear your voice. Let's unpack that a bit further. Let's see how we can move forward together. How about you, Ange? Um, we started um, with, with some of the feedback. I'm just thinking of an example when I did some researching, researching, some surveying or talking to the children about writing, for example. Mm. So when he's writing is a is a, a model that we made some drastic changes in. So the the school we had reading, writing, maths, just like every other school, a lot of schools in Canterbury, and we wanted to make writing a focus and we had some support with SAF and the school 
and writing was our focus. And we started to question the children about what they thought about the writing, the current writing at the school. Did you Do you enjoy the writing? What switches you off? And a lot of the feedback that we got back from the learners changed our whole practice. And, and we redeveloped our writing curriculum and how we assess and how we... Uh, help the children learn within writing for example we no longer did whole class writing it was all done in groups there was sort of engagement sessions for the for a first week of things where we would come in to do some fun things sort of that that explosion section of of when you jump into a new thing and ask some children afterwards you know we've listened to you we've taken on your advice we don't do whole class we actually let you write about things that you love to write about the children's feedback was well I'm loving writing now some children you know they still struggle but they will you know they said they're enjoying it more because they don't have to write about the the blue duck if they weren't interested in the blue duck they knew they could have to do a narrative but it could be actually something that they love like a running a rap song for narrative so that's how we listen to the voice and when I think we were listening to more of our learners' voice and how they wanted to learn best. When we started talking to the community, saying we're actually we're driving learning based on our our mm. children that are in front of us now, because next year it might be new children. But in front of us now, these are how our learners are learning best. And come in and saying we'd invite parents to come in and say, look, this is this is the learning that's happening now. And a lot of the the feedback, sometimes the questions that we also ask the community were scary questions that sometimes you're putting yourself out there to know that it depends on on how you're feeling as a staff and saying we need to make a change so let's if you value the voice then it all just starts to go on this beautiful treadmill of of change and it is scary as you said before because parents they operate in a comfort zone just like teachers and sometimes when you're pushing them out of that comfort zone and it's been it's to do with their babies, then it's sometimes hard for them to accept that change. It is precious cargo after It all. is precious cargo. And uh, we, they want them to succeed. Yeah. And so when we when they look at what's happening, they think, oh, they're tinkering with the system, the system yeah. that has worked for so many years. So it's really important, I think, the, probably the key message is that actually get the voice in, accept the warts and all. Yes, definitely. And then support your community to come on the journey make them feel involved give them something to work with so you have experts within your community draw on that strength um i know that there's a few schools that have got good partnerships with their local morai because they can actually then Mm. develop that connections and the skills within that morai that they they can't provide so and i think as a teacher the other thing you've got to do is actually say i'm not the expert in everything I'm opening this up to build a better future for our learners. So it is about taking everybody with you. And community voice also means the voice of the schools in your area, your feed schools or the schools that you feed into. So also, the, 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 as you said, the marae, the, the parents, caregivers, uh, local communities also mm. as well, businesses. So saying, look, you know, you probably have children here, so how can we? How can you support us to, to be a better school? And, and one of the feedback that we got from some of the communities I remember was saying that oh, we would love to pitch in in anything, mm. you know, and we thought, oh, wow, we never even thought of asking. So when we built the radio station, we got some sort of, you know, some support there. Would have liked more. <laughs> and I mean, an example of that would be what's happening at Redcliffe's at the moment is the amount of rallying that's coming from the community. People that you wouldn't even think had an Im- had a voice in what that school was about is saying, putting their hand up in support for them. So, and it's just one, ex- one example. Another example I've got of community involvement is a school I've been reading about in America. And 
they, 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 the students have community service. So I think it's having that reciprocal relationship with your community. It's not just about hearing their voice, but giving something back. So, and that's how that that's how that school is run. Is actually there's you've got projects, you've got community service, as well as your core learning skills. So there has to be a benefit for everybody, and which is why I think it is so important to change how we look at schools. You've been listening to a core education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility.